When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to episode 35 of FPL Black Box. It's Sunday night. It's a strange time for Mark and I to be recording this, but we're here because it's the final week of the season. How are you doing, Mark? Yeah, I'm good. It's It's been a strange game week, though, hasn't it? Eight matches and pretty disappointing and some, some bizarre incidents. I mean, I thought it was odd when Mitchell turned up with a haul and then Alisson's goal <laughs> and then Everton, Everton losing oh. to Sheffield United. It's been, been a weird old been a weird old um weird old day isn't it it has and I, I just think i thought we'd nip in with a show tonight so we can preview game week 37 look back on 36 a bit and then we can relax and probably do friday's game week 38 show well on friday mm. when we? we'll do it last minute because it's sunday isn't it the final game week so friday's all it is we'll do the it best the best day of the year when yeah. all the games on at once imagine that do you remember that when there was like several matches on at the same time no mm. <laughs> seems odd can't it? wait yeah, yeah, it'd be good. And hopefully I'm me and Andy are kind of having that tussle. And maybe it's still gonna be all on the cards for that final game week and I can do a mm, bit of a stream of him good. at the same time. Yeah. We'll see. Good. We'll see. So tonight, um, we've got quite a lot to chat about actually. I thought it was gonna be like a, a curtailed quick show, but actually with the Giotto injury, uh that's that's thrown a spanner in the works and a lot of us have got him. I think he had like fifty seven percent ownership in the top ten K. Very popular player. So we're gonna look at mid price midfielders tonight we were anyway because of Lingard's form and the emergence of Torres and and Harrison as well who are a player we've mm. overlooked so we're going to look at those players tonight at mid-price midfielders that's going to be the main focus other than the usual look at a quick look at the data captains uh, and look back at our game weeks etc so that's the gist of today um tonight should um let's talk about Mitchell Lowe first of all crazy isn't it <laughs> What do you make of that? Oh, why when why those players when you need him? I mean, I haven't got him, but I'm guessing if you've kept him for this long, you probably got him in because he was three point nine and you needed the money, or you know he wasn't. You probably weren't ever planning on playing him. You were just going to keep him on your bench, and he was going to rot there. And and what two blanks, and he's got holes in in both. Yeah, his, that's it. First, his he got his first goal and his first assist since game week two. Uh, right in the week when people, I mean, I've seen people that have actually bought him in, um, you know, particularly last week to bring in players like Fernandez and, and you know, or to get Kane, Son, all these people, and you need a bit of extra money. 
And so you go down to Mitchell and he delivers that. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I, I think he's almost got to be in some people's team of the season now because of this. You, you're absolutely right. Like the last time he got a, uh, his second highest score of the season was eight points. And he got that mm. in game week 18, which was another blank. That one, had, I think, had six fixtures in it. And he came good there for people who had him. And then, lo and behold, turns up again in another blank when you most need him with an even bigger haul this time. And what's what's a real shame is it's knocked Pete out of the cup. You know, Pete Wilkins. <gasps> yeah. Oh, to, Mitch, to Tyrick Mitchell. The guy had Mitchell. So Mitchell's haul has knocked him out. Oh, that's a nasty way to go. Gutted. Because it is a bit jammy. I mean, like, depending if you brought him in to, as an enabler this, you know, last couple of mm. weeks, it's fair enough. But if you've been holding him all this time and, you know, he's always been your third sub, I imagine. And then he comes in. I mean, you whole... might be thinking he could maybe get a clean sheet against Villa mm. without Grealish. Possibly, you know, six points. <laughs> What's he got? Like 15 <laughs> more? I don't remember how many it was. It was a massive haul. That's a horrible way to go. Hmm. Yeah, preservations. I, I thought Pete's name, Pete Wilkins. I thought your name was on the cup, mm. Mister. But... You jinxed it. It's your fault. You mentioned him last week, and look what happened. Well, you, did you see that we had him on last week? Um, we mentioned him in, yeah, big time. We gave him a lot of airtime on the show, and I said at the end, "Oh yeah, he's through. He's he's won his tie easy. His tie mm. actually, he, he, they were tied one hundred and forty-five points each, um, and it only it went down to goal scored. <laughs> so he was fortunate to get through." Um, well, he was he was against Aria Das, yeah, who's, a, who's yeah. a watcher. Watches Black Box was was a little bit upset with you focusing on Pete and, and not him, and didn't take into account his amazing comeback in in that match to to level it and to go out on goals scored. I mean, it's really cool, unbelievable, right? But Aria, great cut run for you as well. Um, hopefully, he's going to be writing an article for for Scout on on you know his run and cut performance and stuff because. You know, we mentioned this before. Who the hell do we know who's ever got to this stage of a of a? And we know two people now who've got who've played each other. I know, yeah, and and you know, and and finished on goals scored going through. I'm unbelievable. But we yeah. mentioned we mentioned it like twenty weeks ago, didn't we? And mm. we've had this conclusion. It's um, yeah, it's a real shame Pete couldn't couldn't go on. But fair play to both of them. Amazing run. It's a shame they met because I mean it would have been good if one of them would have. It's just the way it worked. It was just. Well, Luck speaking of, of speaking of cup finals, me and you in the in the FPL Connect Champions League this week. Uh, you're thirteen. Uh, th- you basically, this is typical you, right? This is typical jammy you. Uh, you play me. What? You play me at my worst. You play me at my worst week when I've got nine players. Uh, hold on, <laughs> finding you at your worst is not like a needle in the haystack. Like, let's face it. Come on. Well, uh, good point. It is. Has been lately. I've been. I've been yeah, outscoring you. Quite, quite, quite a few. Quite a few weeks yeah, lately. But yeah. but this was this was a this was a bad week. So I've got thirteen points to turn around or. Everyone's giving like, oh, Mark beating us in the cup. It was quite controversial that we met in the semi-final because I thought we were going to avoid each other. We thought, oh, we're going to hopefully meet in the final. But no, we got drawn. There was a draw for the semi-final, which we weren't expecting. A surprise draw, a surprise semi-final draw. Uh, it's a shame we won't, we won't meet in the final, but yeah, hopefully, well, if you if you do go on and win it, then I'll, I will be rooting for you in the in the final. Even yeah, you know, I'll, put my, I'll put my grudges aside. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's thirteen points. You can get that back in in game week yeah, thirty-seven. Yeah. So when we look yeah. at our team, I'm looking, to a... I'm looking stronger. I'm looking stronger next week. So yeah, okay. So uh, yeah, well, let's look back on our game weeks. I mean, obviously, at the moment, these are just latest points, and I have got. Um, so you've got 41 according to the FBL site at the moment, and your rank's gone down to 113 
836. But looking at livefbl.net, which is, of course, the, the source that everyone goes to um, before the dead, before the FBL catches up, you've got 46 points, I think, for the game week, and you've yep. got 111,797. I will so red take over. it. Yeah? I will. I mean, listen, my team, so Forster, Trent, Dallas, Cody... <laughs> Salason, Jota, Lingard, Kane, Calvert-Lewin, Antonio. So I played with nine, basically played with eight because I had Cody, who I had no, no, I didn't think he'd get anything at all. Um, obviously yesterday I had like Antonio blanking, uh, today Son, Calvert-Lewin, Lingard, like I had blanks all over the place. Luckily, no one did well. No one hurt me. There was no massive scores this week apart from Mitchell. <laughs> I was really worried about Dean. I thought mm. Dean could go absolutely crazy today. Mm. Um, and they were just... Uh, Everton, I mean, did you see that stat I sent you? Is they've got... Um, the, the only team that's got less points of them this year is uh, Fulham at home in 2021. That is crazy. They've it? got the same amount of wins as Burnley and, and Fulham at home, Everton. And they're supposed to be like a Champions League chasing yeah. team. But their what form is at Goulson Park is great. I mean, I... But I feel thought with Sheffield United in town, surely they will get the result. I predicted the win. Surely. Heavily backed them with Calvert-Lewin and Dina. Really did expect something out of one of them, if not both, and I got nothing. I know. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> did you see, by the way, I mean, I was I was very tired this afternoon and I struggled to stay awake. I, I am ashamed to admit this for the Spurs-Wolves game. So I was kind of half napping and I was awoken by the fact that Connor Cody won man of the match in the defeat yeah. to Spurs. So uh, yep. I started thinking, oh, well, it just... Just to rub salt in the wounds of me having to play him, he mm. had like the best performance I've ever... I think at half time he had like 10 clearances, blocks, interceptions. He was just like everywhere. He was on the line clearing balls. Mm. He was absolutely brilliant. One point. Mm. Yeah, of course. Doesn't translate to FBL return. Cheers, Connor. Yeah. But, you know, I think they only gave it to him because they wanted to do a post-match interview because he's such good value in those. <laughs> not sure if he did. Um, yeah, so 111, 797. What's your target now? Last two game weeks. What realistically? Top 100k. Top 100k. Top 100k. Pretty yeah, conservative. I've, I've said it. Yeah, I've said, I've said it for weeks. Like, mm. honestly, I, I just I just want this season over. <laughs> I just want to get planning with next year. Uh, and I just I just want to finish in the top 100k. You know, if I finish 60, 70, 80, 90, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. I mean, mm. if I had a really good week next week, I could maybe push for top 50k. But I'm not greedy. So I will just do you think you will push... Do you think you're pushed in any way on the final two game weeks? Will you try and do something? Will you just play safe, go sell a captain, make safe transfers, or will you push a bit? I don't think I need. I don't think I need to do anything anything rash if that if that's my target. No. You know, I, I might I might I might see some potential for for someone on the final day. Um, like I'm liking the look of Rafina now. The Lingards off form and uh, Jota's out. We're, I'm sure we're mentioned. Sure, you'll mention mm. him at some point. Talking about mid price assets, so. Mm. It doesn't mean that I won't get players in who I still who I still think are going to do quite well, but I'm not going to do anything crazy like what's name captaining Cody, anything like that. Like I'm just, I'm gonna you know playing kind of well has worked well for me, and I just I just want to see this season out and just come to 100k and then we can move on. So what I mean, Rafina, yeah, I. I... I mean, I've got him. I benched him, and we'll get to my team. Well, that's a good point. Let's lead into my team because I benched him. It was quite an agonising decision to bench him because it was like benching either Rafina, Lingard, or Jota. I had to bench one of those, and I went for the Leeds man because Bielsa made some comments about, oh, you know, it's not you're not sporting fit. I can't remember the term he used, but he kind of in introduced the concept that the longer a player is out, they're not really 
hundred percent fit for the for the event, for the match match fit, I guess is what he was trying to say, but what he was saying. And so I, I kind of had my he was talking about Cooper though, not not Rafina as it turned out. And Cooper was benched at Burnley and Rafina started. I did think Rafina didn't look that sharp. Um, he mm. he struggled against Charlie Taylor actually. He, he got I would have said the fullback got the better of him throughout that game. So I wasn't that impressed with him because I was looking at Rafina as a potential differential captain going into the final two. Not sure I'm ready for that yet. No, um, I don't think I want to push that. But um, I was fortunate. So my team was Sanchez two points, Rafina two, Trent five, Dallas six, Captain Salah fourteen, Lingard two, Son three. Jota injured, missed out, and Rafina came in with his six. Cavett Lewin two, Kane six, and Antonio two. That's how it is at the moment. That's pre-bonus. I think after bonus, I'm on 59, and my rank is a green arrow going up to 2952. So back in the top 3K, which is all right. All right. Yeah, so you're pushing for 1K, right? So you're going to have to do something. Yeah, this is it now. I'm in that nasty you're in an position. Awkward, you're in a little yeah, bit of an awkward position. I am, yeah. because if I, was, <laughs> if I was like too, just, you know, off, the top 2k say i was like another thousand places better off if i had to make up about a thousand places in two game weeks i'd, I'd probably push and fancy that the fact that i've got to make up nearly 2000 places i think the gap is about 30 odd points i just mm. don't see how i'm going to do that the only way i could possibly do that is if i really risk the captaincy and the trouble well, you, is, you've you've been talking about the risk and the captaincy yeah. this week yes. for weeks yes so, don't you don't you bottle it now, Mark? <laughs> yeah, the trouble is, <laughs> the trouble is, I watched, I watched. I think it, right, okay, so I had Lingard and Antonio against Brighton, and this season I've backed a lot of players against Brighton and haven't done very well. Have you noticed? You noticed that? I have, and every time I've disagreed with you. <laughs> yeah. What What did I say this this week? One one tight game. Duncan Veltman out won't make a massive difference. No one believed me. No, I, I didn't I didn't know if Duncan Veltman out would make a difference. It hadn't in the past when Dunk's been missing. I was just hoping that it would be a variable that would change up Brighton's defensive resolve, which this season has been fantastic. I mean, I in the commentary, and I, I hadn't spotted this before, apparently Manchester City are the only team to concede fewer open play goals than Brighton this season. Wow. That's crazy, isn't it? And we're we're like worst of the best. You know, we're yeah. like because we're, we're, you know, we're just outside the relegation yeah, spot. Yeah, from bottom. And, and I think, and I think we're finished there because we've got mm. City next, and then I don't. We're not going to get much out of that. And then our final, we've got a tough final game as well. I can't remember who it is. Um, our final game is Arsenal, well, Arsenal away. I mean, we could, we could maybe get a point in that. But anything's possible. Yeah, anything's possible. But realistically, I think we're, I think we're probably going to finish. Oh, that's probably where we're going to finish. Yeah, maybe one place higher. So it is. It's so bizarre that defensively you've been so well. And watching. Like, I've backed Leeds twice against you and both occasions frustrated. They've lost both games, I think, and scored two goals, I think, over the course of the games, maybe even one. So this I time... they scored I, any of them. Uh, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe they didn't... Then they didn't score at the Amex, did they? They certainly didn't score in the home no. game. So, yeah. So no, we, won, we won 2-0 and 1-0, and I think. So I had... Um, yeah, I had a lot of involvement against Brighton in if Leeds. I think I had Rafina and Bamford in, in one and Dallas and Rafina in the other or Dallas and Bamford in the other. Got nothing from either game. I warned you. Yep, you did. And then this time I backed Lingard and Antonio and similar results. Um I mean mm. there were chances, but Sanchez didn't really have a lot to do. 
Uh, and I was hoping I'd get the clean sheet, but then Ben Rama popped up. Ben Rama, a player we did yeah, mention last week. Good goal. <laughs> With a Lingard-type mm. goal, it fell to him on the edge of the box, and he, it was a Lingard-type finish. Very, very well done. Um, but we're going to talk about Jesse in a bit. Antonio, I thought, was quite disappointing too. Didn't really show up. Mm. But I think it's Brighton. I just think, yeah, you're a very effective defensive unit, I've got to say. So, well done. Thank you. And I, I, I must stop. <laughs> I take full credit. I know, I must stop back in... Um, my attackers against Brian. I've done it a few times and it's cost me. Um, but I did get Rafinha off the bench, uh, which helped me. Um, so the six points were handy. Uh, it was horrible watching Leeds with, with, with Rafinha on the bench though, because you know he returns. Like I think he's returned in nine of 12, last 12, mm. right? So he always gets something, it seems. And he did again, you know, got a very, well, it was an assist, but it was a pass in his own half, more or less, wasn't it? <laughs> Um, but yeah they're it, the best ones they are yeah you can celebrate those bloaty gloaty <laughs> but yeah I, I'm quite happy with the outcome but I don't know how much I'm going to push we'll get to that later on I guess actually mm. I, was just, I was just going to say in the um, in the Euro game mm. uh, they've got rid of those kind of assists they've said you know they say oh, what are uh, they saying any like solo dribbles and, and stuff um, aren't rewarded with an assist for the pass and so they define a solo dribble well, they leave it to Opta to define what a solo dribble is yeah, I, yeah I assume so yeah, can you imagine that if they did that in FBL, there'd be all kinds of complaining, wouldn't they? It's like, oh. <laughs> I always, I'll always remember that one from like Di Maria, like a few years ago, when he just he had like the worst. I, I captained him, and he had one of the worst games, and he just passed the ball on like the halfway line. Some it wasn't even a good pass, like a really sloppy like five yard pass, and whoever it was just ran down the pitch and scored. Well, who and gave it to Son against Burnley? Was it Vertonghen or Alderweireld? One of the yeah, two. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that yeah, was... Well, with, and, and Lingard as well, right? This year, when he, when he beats all the Yeah, Son was a bit more it, it extreme. Bit... Son yeah, was well, on was. the edge of well, his yeah. own box, wasn't it? And I might think have it been was... Lloris. <laughs> no, I think it was a defender. I think it might have been Vertonghen. Um, mm. Got the assist. Someone in the chat might know, but that was crazy. But yeah, I mean, I think it's fair enough. I, the same thing's happening with Leeds, though. They've got four or five players who all look very similar. So when you, mm. was that Dallas? Was it Harrison? Was it Klitsch? Or was it even Mafina starting to morph himself to look a bit more like the others now? I think there's some kind of cloning <laughs> system going on. They all come in and start, how can I, just, do you wear your wristband on your left or your right arm? They're like, they're all coordinated. They'll all be in top knots oh, next it's, year. It's Every single one of them. So you watch them and it's like, <laughs> I can just about identify Dallas now because of his gait. He's got this way of running um, that I can identify. <laughs> He's most similar to Harrison. But Kleech, who was a player I never had trouble distinguishing, is suddenly very similar to the... It's mm. very weird watching Leeds. I don't like it. Um, but yeah, it was... <laughs> I, I guessed it was Rafina, and then when it, they played it back, I'm like, oh yeah, there we go. Punished straight away. But I got the six points. I shouldn't moan, should I? Um, right, so uh, let's look at the ticker briefly, because we've got two game weeks left. This is sorted by... This is Fancy Football Scouts ticker. This is sorted by um, overall difficulty of the fixture based on the, the rating of the opposition. And Newcastle are top with Sheffield United to play in 37, Fulham to play in 38. Although Sheffield United after the Everton victory might be a very different proposition now. Then we've got West Ham with West Brom away and Southampton at home. Sheffield United, we've mentioned Newcastle and Burnley at home. Leeds, Goldrick United. Yeah, he, he did well today. Right? He had a free roll, didn't he, McGoldrick? Um so, looking at this, very little has changed, really. We spoke about this in our last show, episode 34, where we talked about West Ham, Leeds, Liverpool. We were talking about Everton at the time because of tonight's fixture. They, they're right down on the ticker now because they've got City in the final game week. So, you know, I'm taking Dino and Calvert-Lewin into 37, but 
for 38, I don't really know what I'll do with them. They, they may mm. be the players to go, certainly be benched. But um, there's some interesting teams there. Newcastle, would would you go yep. there? Would you go there? I'm I'm half tempted, you know. Mm. By uh, by Willock, who you mentioned last week, uh, or St Maximan. Mm. There isn't really anyone else that I that I'd consider. I mean, you could maybe go for a defender if you wanted to, but but kind of feel like mm, <laughs> not no. quite ready to trust them trust them no. with that. Um, but yeah, Will, Willock is someone who who I am I'm actually thinking about. Because um, like they, like you know, they're the two best games, right? Mm. They, yeah. they are literally the two best games you could have to finish the season. The trouble is, and and you know, against City as well, Newcastle had spells where they where they looked pretty good. Um, I mean, it was a very, very, very makeshift City team. I mean, oh, I mean, come on, it's just crazy. I, I knew, I knew this would happen. <laughs> Scott Carson getting a run out in goal, and yeah, that's another Garcia and, and Ake. Oh. Another bizarre incident of game week thirty six is Scott Carson uh, and he, making a he saved start. a penalty as well. Incredible! Yeah. Uh, it was a it was that, that started things in a very bizarre way, didn't it? That that team sheet from from Pep. I, and I guess we take it that I mean, where do you see that now? Do you see that they're never going to play their strongest team now? The strongest team will just be in the final, right? Yep. So they've got Brighton away, which we know is a very tough game. Only five double figure returns conceded at the Amex. Um, and then City play Everton at home and Everton away are one of the best teams. Um, yeah, I know. I well, just, they are the best too, team away too, from home. The Newcastle City. game was the one, right? That was the one that you'd want to invest in mm. them. And, you know, it, so I, so I know some people got in Torres and fair play. There's never someone that I'd, I'd ever considered. Someone we never spoke about, really. Well, but we're going to touch on that tonight. Are we? Mm. Okay, good. Um, but yeah, I, I, would definitely, I definitely wouldn't be investing in them now. Um, like at all, and and I and I honestly think what Pep's doing is going to cost them in the final as well. What, That's because, part of the prediction because he, he he I think he's no spoken momentum. before about rhythm, hasn't he? Or maybe that's, maybe that's Bielsa, maybe that's Klopp. But I, I I think it's a familiar kind of thing for a manager to come out with in terms of well, I I want to rest players, but also want to establish a rhythm going into a bigger game and. Do you, do you really think then he's not going to play well, the likes of De Bruyne? Mares, right? Mares to me is a player who needs a bit of rhythm to get going. Right? He needs to have the trust of the manager. He, you know, when he comes in and out of the team, he's not as effective. When he actually gets a run of of starts for City, he's devastating, and he has been this season for for quite long periods. He has started two games in the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven Premier League matches. Mm. He's played two games in, in the last seven. Yeah, but he's played in Europe. Yeah, but that. playing what, what, like once or twice a year. He can't, he can't have played that many times in in that. So he's probably had what four starts in eight weeks, mm. something like that. Yeah. Well, <sighs> I, I, don't, I, I just, I just think, I just think it's crazy. I just think it's crazy that, and and the, what annoys me about it is it's City. Like if they lose a player to injury, like if the worst thing happens, they lose a player to injury. Oh, they're just bringing in another world class player. I, does it matter that much? Like, I think the momentum and the and getting the players continuing the chemistry and getting them to play together is arguably more important than it is just to just to make sure you don't get a couple of injuries going into the final. I think it's crazy. Pep really knows do. what he's doing, though, right? Pep knows. Well, his yeah, there is there is that. There, there but, is the possibility but, that he does know. You, that. you say that, you yeah. say that though, but he mm. has got a history of of botching up these Champions League things, which is why he hasn't won it in so long. Like last year when he played uh, De Bruyne a right wing against Leon, and he was absolutely terrible and they lost and everyone was like well why has Pep played De Bruyne on right wing oh he must know what he's doing he's Pep Guardiola no didn't 
was rubbish. They lost. And I'll I tell you another thing as well. We ought to mention and congratulate Leicester for the FA Cup final performance. Oh, so good, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But I, I what a thought, goal. Oh, incredible goal, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and a, a great performance. And Chelsea, who again, were disappointing, I thought. They lacked ideas, didn't have any ways of penetrating that Leicester defence. They obviously stretched them a couple of times. And the cheer war thing was unfortunate. Side. But um, I thought at the end, Chelsea on the pitch there, watching Leicester celebrate. And I was thinking to myself, I wonder what this does for them going into the Champions League game. I wonder whether it could go mm. either way. It, it could, you know, hit their confidence going into that or it could make them go, well, we ain't going to be standing on this pitch watching City celebrate when the Champions League final comes around on the East, mm. East Ball pitch. In fact, where is it now? Where is the final being moved to? I'm not actually sure. Is it Portugal now? It's in Portugal now, right, isn't it? Okay. Anyway, on, on a pitch, we're not going to be at the end watching Somewhere. another team congratulate themselves and lift the cup, and whatever. So I wonder whether City will find Chelsea more determined having lost that FA Cup final now mm. or whether it would be interesting. And, you know, it's Chelsea, you know, two cows beating him last time out. You know, he's got, he's psychologically, he knows how to beat City, doesn't he? He's proven that um, in that league game, won it late. So I, I do think it's going to be a far... It's going to be a difficult match for City. So maybe... Yeah, absolutely. Maybe Guardiola's approach is, well, I just need to rest my players. I can't take any chances. I do need... I mean, you say that one player gets into another comes in. Yes, they've got quality. But I think he he knows his best eleven, and he thinks he needs it to beat Chelsea. So I think that's why he's doing what he's doing. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just I just can't really understand. I can't, if you had a pre... Like, if you... You had a, if you had no pre-season, if you only played like your main players like once or twice in pre-season, they'd come into the season like probably a bit rusty and a bit unfit. You don't want your players going into the final rusty and not, and, a, and a bit unfit. I don't know. I just I just find it. I find I don't. I don't I'm not. I'm not Pep. He can do what he wants. No, but He's, they're they're doing things but, behind the scenes, aren't they? They're probably playing matches behind closed doors. You know, with the playing squad off against each other, stuff like that. He can keep fitness up in terms of match sharpness, I guess. But yeah, you don't want to lose a player to injury. I mean, look at Yotta today, or against United. Mm. Um, well, Maguire, Maguire, Maguire's a, exactly. Yeah, Maguire's yeah. an example, but they, he's irreplaceable for United. Whereas I don't think any, any player is. I mean, they won the league without De Bruyne, for God's sake. Like this, yeah. you know. Well, yeah, I mean, he. I mean, De Bruyne. When was the last time he played a game? I mean, he's he's been injured, isn't he? Yeah, but he's been out for four I'm league games. He, I think. Yeah, so I'm guessing he's he's not going to he's not going to have played if they if they're trying to get him ready for the final. He won't have played since game week 30. No, but that's what I mean. Do, do we not think we're going to see him at all? I mean, I guess he's not going to play the the Everton game. It's a, I mean, there's a weak gap between. I mean, at this point, let's just check what that is. This is Lego Mane's chart. Yeah, there's a there's a good five days between the final game of the season. Six days, in fact. And it's, it's the following Saturday. So it's possible that Foden, De Bruyne, etc., could play that final game against Everton. We presume that they won't, but maybe that's the mm. way it is going to go. So, yeah, we'll have to see. Uh, to, to me, it's just another one of these things where, like, if if Pep gets it right and he wins the final, everyone's like, you're a genius. Mm. But if he gets it wrong, I think there's going to be calls about this period where everyone's like, well, why didn't you play any of your main players yeah. at all for this whole spell? So, we'll see. Yeah, He's left his I, own self I, I, open to it. But um, just just quickly, what you said about uh, Chelsea and the psychological thing. I mean, don't forget they've got Leicester on, on Tuesday. Mm. I mean, if they lose that game and they drop out of the top four, they could, in theory, no FA Cup, no top four and losing the Champions League. And then suddenly it's a, it's a really bad season for them. Mm. So 
I reckon the pressure on them has ramped up enormously now um, after losing that that FA Cup. Because you know, if, if they get the FA Cup and they do, the, at least he can, at least he can say they got that. If they lose that, they lose to Leicester, and then they're going into that Man City match thinking, "Oh my God, we need to win this game, or this season's been a complete disaster." Yeah, and, and Leicester have got a blueprint Ooh. now for that yeah. game. They know exactly what they're going to do. They're going to go. I'm really interested to see your prediction for that because I, I actually spent a long time thinking about that prediction, um, and I'm not completely confident on what I've gone for, but. We've gone for the same. Have we? Yeah, I the think same so. result. Because well. I, what I do when I get yours, I hide your column immediately. Don't look at it. Then I fill mine out. Then reveal your column and then look. And oh, I try not to be influenced by what you say. But I think well, we've got boring. some similar scores. Maybe <laughs> I, I might be wrong. Um, let's look quickly. Look at some data, team data. The only thing really to pick out here um, that I found interesting um, was that Fulham have, have plummeted to the. Uh, bottom of the defensive data for the last four matches and why that's interesting is because obviously they face United next and mm. um, I go into game week 37 without any United attacker I've got Luke Shaw but that's it no Fernandez. For so I'm well. a little worried by that because Fulham too. Fulham until recently until this obviously last four they were about mid-table they were recovering Parker had really shored them up particularly away from home but now I'm not so confident. Um, you know, they consider the big chance every 27.7 minutes over the last four matches, which is the worst of any team in the league. So that's bad, right? That, that, they don't that need does to... sound bad. Yeah, that does sound bad, <laughs> yeah. And minutes per XG conceded, it's the second worst behind Newcastle, 46.6 over the last four matches. Um, so they, they look the thing... like they're there for the taking. Yeah, and the thing is, I think with the other sides, like with, you know, Sheffield United today and, and the other weekends, Brighton, West Brom today for large periods, there aren't, and Newcastle as well against, I, I see something in all of these other teams that makes me think they could turn up on the day. Every week I watch Fulham and think this is a really poor side, a really, really poor side that's, that's mm. you know, and there was a spell when they weren't like that. And we were both saying they could be the team that really pulls their way out of it. But like for weeks now, and this, this table really backs it up because... Mm. I know, I know Newcastle are down the bottom, but if I'm backing on anyone to get a big score against someone at the moment, it, it would be against Fulham. Yeah. So this United oh, yeah. home game without Fernandez, I'm glad I've got Greenwood, but yeah, without Fernandez, I'm I'm worried. Yeah, well, I'm petrified. I don't know. Luke Shaw's done well this season, but I'm not sure he's going to cover it for me, is he? Um, <laughs> yes. So that's that's sort of. A, I must say also, this data doesn't include tonight's Everton versus Sheffield United game. It includes all the others, but not that one, because um, I was preparing it while that match was going on. Um, this is the attacking data. And a few things I've picked out, again, in the last four data is um, Liverpool well out in front still. Um, and I think you can see that with the ITS. They're generating chances and even their goalkeepers popping up with goals. This was <laughs> incredible, wasn't it? I mean, it was, it was some header, I've got to say. No, no. Like a, like a centre-forwards glancing header across. The, it was amazing. And it, like, it wasn't luck. Like He watched it the whole way, timed it perfectly. Put it where he wanted it to. Yeah, it was, it was an unbelievable, well, it worked, unbelievable end to that game. It worked perfectly because obviously they've got Trent who can stick quality in. Mm. But also, when he arrived in the box, West Brom just went, should we pick him? Nah, just leave him. Nah, we'll just leave him. He's not going to score a header. Yeah. He'll be fine. I did that. Um, fair, fair play to him. I mean, the, you yeah. know, like his interview at the end and the season he's had with his, his dad mm. passing away yeah. and all the injuries and everything, like, you know, it couldn't happen to a better person, could it? And no. you know, the goal that actually keeps Liverpool in the 
in the hunt because if they draw that uh, there's there's no chance yeah, they need was, to win all these it's games good, it's good for us over the final two games that Liverpool were still winning yeah absolutely like, they got to go to Burnley yeah, yeah. and um, you know really attack and stuff so it, yeah I think it was I think it was the best thing but yeah I mean it was an incredible incredible header and and like it was it was funny as well because in the commentary they, they said earlier in the in the in the match West Brom will kick themselves if they get caught out on a set piece it's like yeah absolutely um, <laughs> they got caught out by a goalkeeper on one I, don't think Big Sam would have been very happy. That, the goal, the goal they had disallowed though was yeah. another absolute joke. Yeah, I mean Phillips. Was add... in, I, I I listened to Sunes afterwards. And I got his point. Perhaps without Phillips in front of Allison there, Allison might have anticipated the header oh. better and then dived across. You just don't know, do you? So I can I can see why Sunes though. Is yeah, well, let's not get into Sunes. Well, that linesman over that <laughs> side as well. He, I've, I've seen him in matches before that linesman. He's not, he's not particularly confident, shall we say? I said confident, not competent. Um, but um, yeah, it was an interesting decision. Just, there is absolutely no way that goal should have been ruled right. out in any, yeah. in any, in any way. It's, it's, mm. you know, if you start ruling stuff like that, you're going to rule out half the, half the goals are more mm. than half the goal. Well, they already do. Just another joke. Well, just add it to the list of Big Sam uh, will say it's because we're West Brom, basically, running. Yeah, and I'm yeah. Mm. I don't want to agree with him, but yeah, it's, no. West West Brom have been done with a lot of just bad decisions this year. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they I, have I do, indeed. I do feel sorry for them. They have indeed. Um. So just looking at this this last four matches, attacking data against Spurs right up there. Been very impressive under Mason. Obviously, he's turned that around. I mean, he has done what we expected, as in they would be a, a more enterprising team under him than they were under Mourinho. And we're seeing it with just shot volume. Um, minutes per chance, 5.4, which is, um, I think, the third overall over the last four matches. Yeah, it is. Uh, minutes per big chance, 32.7. Only Liverpool um, beating that with an incredible 21.2 minutes per big chance at the moment. So Spurs attack, that's worth noting. You know, Kane is obviously mm-hmm. in the conversation for the captaincy over the last two. And um, we talked about Fulham's defence. United's attack over the last four, look. A load me table mm. there, not particularly strong, and the Liverpool performance was wasn't you know compelling at all. Second half they just weren't really mm. in it. They had about ten minutes where they looked like they were clawing their way back, but they just weren't on song at all, were they? Yeah, and, I'm not. I'm not worried too much. I mean, three games in mm. six days or whatever it was, and you know, lo- I mean, one of those games is the Leicester game where you know I, I think for the first half of the Leicester game they actually played really well. Mm. Um, Greenwood in particular was was fantastic. Uh, it's yeah, it's it's hard to judge. I I, I think they'll the the rest will will benefit them. And before this run, they were they were one of the highest, weren't they? Yeah, they were. So they were. And I think I think yeah. it's like I said, it's just, it might not be. You rested players for Leicester, fair enough, but it's the mental fatigue as well. Like the the backroom mm. staff have got to turn things around. For you yeah, know, yeah. they've got to prepare the team. They've got to prepare data and present data, inform the players. So. That all takes its toll on the team. And the tough games, Leicester yeah. and Liverpool in general. You know, they're two two of the best teams in the league. So yeah. So I think we won't get worried about that. I'll look at that as a crumb of comfort, not having Fernandes and Greenwood. But I doubt I can really think <laughs> to that very much. Um, player data over the season, quite interesting because I've highlighted Jota there. I've also in this table. What I sought to do is highlight all the mid-priced midfielders that could be a replacement for Jota, who's injured, or Lingard, who's out of form. And there wasn't many, um, as you can see. So <laughs> your handbash is back in the table. Your handbash is at the top, and he had a he had a good game, didn't he? Actually, he had a lot of chances. Yeah, yeah. 
he had a lot of chances against West Ham, and he's there's because, a good player in there somewhere. There I think. is. He's going to go out on loan to a Championship team and rip it up. I think next season. Yeah, that's that's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Yotta's highlighted there minutes per xgi non penalty over the season. That's expected goal involvement non penalty over the season. 144.6. That is ranked seventh overall. It shows you what we're losing and what Liverpool are losing for the last two matches. The only players who are midfielders and mid-price who could possibly be considered in our table, which is top 30 minutes per XGI on penalty, are Martinelli, Mahrez and Mathena. Nobody else really gets gets in there, gets mm. a look in. Um, so that's, but that's over the season. If we, if we look at players over the last four, it's a bit more rosy. We've got more candidates there. Yotta is actually top rated over the last four for minutes per XGI on penalty. He had a lot He's of chances. He's an incredible disappointment yeah. though, isn't he? He hasn't I mean, taken his chances, as he recently. Six weeks, one attacking return, mm. and now injured. But he has been having a lot of chances. He has been getting in positions and getting shots on goal. And, you know, he was, he's been showing up, right, but just not taking them, which is strange because when he arrived at Liverpool, he, he almost scored with every shot, didn't he? And then he suddenly yeah. just dropped off. But yeah. anyway, looking at the players elsewhere in the table, and we're going to have more data on these later, um, minutes per XGI, non-penalty, last four matches. Torres is the next player I've highlighted, 143.4. Four goals in the last four matches. A shot every 31.4. Um, and we missed him. We totally missed him. Um, and so why did we miss him? Well, let's have a look at the data that we showed in the last show. That first table is what I did. I looked at the last six matches for Man City players. Um, and sorted it by minutes per XGI non-penalty, and Torres was fifth overall. We didn't even mention him on the show. We were talking about Foden, no. a bit about Sterling, mainly about Mares. We didn't consider... I never, I never Torres. considered him, not even for a second. Yeah, so that made me think, well, what did we miss? So what I then did is I went into the data a bit more. Um, this is before the Newcastle game. Just in case it was my mistake, and maybe I didn't look at the right data... So I looked at data over the season, um, minutes per point, minutes per shot, minutes per shot in the box, minutes per shot on penalty, all the kind of key indicators, and looked at where Torres was, thinking that perhaps, given that he hasn't played many, hasn't started many matches, his minutes per data would be high. And and therefore, hmm. had we looked over the season, maybe we'd have noticed him and he'd been in the conversation. <laughs> is going. No, no, it wasn't. So <laughs> minutes per chance created, he's ranked fifth amongst United attacking players. These are midfielders and forwards. Minutes per touch in the box, sixth. Minutes per shot, sixth. Minutes per shot in the box, seventh. Minutes per shot on penalty, seventh. Minutes per points, fifth. So maybe if we'd have used minutes per point, he might have got in the... Only fifth. I mean, that's surprising because he's only played, what, 1184 minutes this season. He's got four goals, four assists. So, yeah. Even if we'd have looked at stronger data and I'd have done a better job I don't think we'd have talked about him the only so the black box learning here yeah, just well, well, one of those days I guess the only thing <laughs> is I mean he was a player that Luke got in as a as a punt earlier in the season and I think what we do know is that when he does play he could end up playing down the middle and if he does then obviously mm. he's more likely and he showed his kind of striker's instincts which Pep referred to after the match against Newcastle clearly there and the black box learning is, yeah, this it's one of those occasions where the data didn't help us. The eye test, we didn't have recent data really on that. We mm. didn't have recent evidence of seeing Torres play, did we? So, yeah, he slipped through the net and there wasn't an easy way to catch him, is the conclusion there. 
But what do you make? What do you make of him? I mean, would, do you not think he'll play the last two games? I have no idea. <laughs> it's that it's that same problem that that I think you're just going to have every week. And even if he did play both games, I don't think there's huge halls for City in in the next two games right, either. And Everton, yeah. So I think it's quite. I'm, I'm I'm kind of. I mean, I might you might live to regret saying this, but I'm I'm kind of happy when a player like him does bang in a big haul like this, and you combine that with Jota's. Um, you know, injury. And I think a lot of people might just see that hat trick and think I'm going to swap over to him. And firstly, you've got to run the gauntlet of will he start? And then you've got to run the gauntlet of, well, these fixtures aren't actually that great for him. And they're playing in the second string side. And yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going anywhere near him. I'm not going anywhere near City. My, my, I was worried about that Newcastle game to an extent, but you, I'm not. Do anymore. you think the flip side of that is that what if he scores in the next two games? Do you think he could play himself into the Champions League 11? Well, over over who? Well, I presume that Guardiola is thinking of playing De Bruyne in the false nine. Mm. Um, It'd be over, Foden and Mahrez. Yeah, right? over who I don't know, but you got to think he's just scored a hat trick. If he scored another couple of goals in the next two games, it'd be no. difficult to overlook him. No, you just don't think there's that. So I'm, I'm just saying, will the player so. think that? Will Torres be thinking? I just keep if I get another couple of goals, I've got a chance. You know what I think? I think they have to, right? I think they have. They have to. Maybe that is what Pep is doing, and he's kind of saying to his fringe players. You know, I, I said that last week about Sterling. I thought, hmm. you know, Sterling, I think could 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 kind of make his way in, into the into the starting lineup if he'd had a really strong three games, and he didn't at all against against Newcastle again. Hmm. Um, he, he's he, he's just he's far from it. I mean, if if anyone is going to, I think it could be Torres if if he can carry on the form. I mean, it might it might be that maybe he he played at false nine, maybe they did drop De Bruyne back into midfield and he played there. I can't see it. No, but I it's, can't see it. It's I, possible. I, I can't see it. I'm only thinking that Torres will think, well, I'm going to start these next two games and if I do it again, I've, yeah. I play out of my skin, maybe I can push into the... Into the well, if, if, he gets, if he gets back-to-back hat-tricks in the next two games. Yeah. But <laughs> not, could you not start him in the final? Well, it was a bit like when... It, um, right? Do you remember um, uh, Javier Hernandez for United um, when he signs? I mean, he he... He went on a run towards the end of the season mm. uh, where he was like scoring almost every game. And then he started that Champions League final, didn't he? Um, because he had to, because mm. he was in such good form. But he probably wasn't the player who, who people thought was, was going to start. Because they were, they were against Barcelona and they wanted to keep it tight, but they couldn't leave him out. Mm. So, I mean, maybe. But do I think Torres has got it in him to score, you know, to really do that? Uh, I'm, I'm not so sure, but okay. I'd like to prove wrong. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm just wondering about the psychology of what he's thinking, what Pep's thinking, and so on. Now, let's just go back to that table we had there, last four game weeks, this is. Uh, Mason Greenwood is just below Torres, so 151.2 minutes per expected goal involvement. He's got two goals in the last four, shot every 20.7 minutes, which is really high. Um, I think mm. only, let's have a look, Kane, Yotta, and the mighty Benteke beat that. Um, oh, he's on a run, isn't he? He is, yeah. <laughs> uh, look, he's got um, five goals in nine now. Five goals in the last nine Premier League games. Three and three, obviously. Um, but Mason Greenwood, presumably you're very happy owning him. Mm. And I, I guess you don't have to replace Yotta because of that. You've probably got four midfielders you can start, right? Yeah, I do. I mean, I mean, Jota to, to Greenwood, I think, is probably going to be the most popular move this week. I wouldn't be surprised if that was like number one transfer because, you know, around the same price, Greenwood's form fixture kind of got everything kind of going for him so 
it's a little bit annoying in a way because I think he's, he's going to look. I mean, when he scored for me when he was my captain, I think he was getting me about a thirty k rise or something every time he every time he got one. So that's going to obviously be be less. So yeah, I I I, I don't need to go on about him again. I, I think I think he is a genuinely brilliant player, and I think I think it's going to be between him and Sancho on the right. I think Sancho edges it because of what he's been doing for consistently. But I think being able to bring on Greenwood for England in the Euros is going to be really powerful because he's, he's just got such a knife for goal. And like I said before, the way he led the line against Leicester in that in that team was like, he didn't look like a 18-year-old, 19-year-old or whatever he is. He looked like a kind of, you know, experienced veteran player, putting his body on the line, tracking back, creating chances. He's going to be a hell of a player. For well, it's, it's Cavani, right? It's, it's got to help having Cavani about, right? Yeah, definitely. I think well, it definitely does. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I mean, Mason makes the squad. I'm not sure he gets near the 11, but yeah. Um, but does he play Champions League? Uh, does he play the Europa League final, United? Who, Cavani? No, Greenwood. Oh, Greenwood. Oh, yeah, I, I think it'd be Cavani on, up front and Greenwood on the right. Do you? Right. Okay. And so Popper doesn't get in then? Or he's deeper? I mean, I'm just trying to, just trying yeah, to consider again what Ollie's going to do with Greenwood over the next two. Because um, we're presuming that we're going to see a weekend 11 at Wolves on the final day for United, which would mean that perhaps Greenwood might miss the last one. Because, you know, if you hold Bruno, you're thinking, well, he's probably not going to play in the last one. If it was at Old Trafford in front of their own fans, I think probably they'd mm. have a stronger team. But at, at Molyneux, I don't think they're, they're going to be inclined to play a strong team because I mean, going back to Legomane's chart here, you'll see that United play Villarreal three days after the final game of the season. Mm. So I just don't see him, I don't see him playing his, whatever the 11 is for that final, he's not going to play many of them against Wolves, I don't think. But is Greenwood one of them? Do you think he is? I think so. I mean, we saw it, you know, he played, he played the Europa League game and then he played the next two matches Mm. and then he played 30 minutes against Liverpool. So he's, he's got it in him to play, you know, a lot of games. I, I don't think that's a worry given his age. I also think given the fact that they don't have any options on the right as well, helps his chances. And the fact that if anyone needs a bit of a rest, it's going to be Cavani. And then who else do you play up front? So I wouldn't be surprised to see Cavani miss out um, against Fulham. No, sorry. Cavani's play against Fulham, miss out against Wolves and then play the final. Mm. And then, you know, Greenwood would, would play would play all three, maybe get limited he'll minutes. Play in all three. I, I think he'll play the league games. I don't think he'll start the final. I think he'll, I think he'll be on the bench. I think they'll end up playing Rashford right and Pogba left, which isn't ideal, I know, but I just think he'll go. Yeah, you could experience. be right. I think he'll go yeah. for experience. But so I think it's good news for people holding Greenwood because I think he's got every chance of starting the next two, uh, albeit in a weakened team um, at Wolves. Mm. Willock's in here, right down the bottom there, 180.4 minutes, and then Old Garzi, who, who banged again today. Um, I think he called a, him out a few weeks ago. Yeah, but I, I think. He's been doing really well since then. He has, but. I just presume with Grealish back, it would be El Ghazi who'd be most under threat, but maybe it's not going to be. Maybe Traore, who came off today for Grealish, will um, will be the one to make way if Grealish does start one of the final two games. Mm. You've got to think Grealish needs a start, don't you? In, in one of the I was really two. surprised he didn't start today. Mm. I thought I thought he definitely would. Uh, it's a bit very strange his injury and and all of this. I, yeah, I do want. I do. I do still wonder if there's something else going on mm. there. Well, there's been there's been a few rumours I'm not going to mention, but yeah. I don't know if any of those are true. But yeah, um, yeah I don't know. It just, it just seems a bit strange. Like he's uh, he's on the bench, comes on, 
He, he must be. He must have been fit enough to start today. Surely. Well, I presume he's going to start again. one of the next. Who have they got over the last two? Well, I don't think they're fixtures are Spurs and Chelsea. So you're not going to look at them anyway. And that, that, that's the problem with El Ghazi, I guess, is those fixtures. Spurs and Chelsea. Mm. Yeah. That's that's probably not going to not going to tempt you. Okay, let's look at a player who's not on this list, who has done well recently. And another player like Torres, who we haven't really given any attention to. <laughs> but Harrison mm. is now the if high scoring midfielder and in terms of minutes per or points per million he is the best top bank midfielder just 5.5 million and it's it's made me think that well have we just been blinded by Athena in particular um, obviously Bamford and Dallas are the other two assets that we've looked at for Leeds mm. and Harrison hasn't really been in the comment he's kind of been on the peripheral all season has he he's always been like mm. The, the the differential one to go for. But he had that bit in the middle of the season where he was kind of getting subbed off around 60 minutes. He got subbed at half-time in one game as well. Where So it looked yep. like Bielsa was kind of like, mm, is he the right guy out there? Maybe I should be playing Aveda or Costa. But um, recently, he's just kicked on. So I've got some data here. I wanted to look at whether or not he has improved. And what's interesting here is the, the contrast between his improvement and Leeds' decline. So, hmm. minutes per stats again, from game weeks 29 to 36, game week just gone. Harrison has showed an increase in all the kind of key indicators here. Shots in the box, big chances, open play crosses, chances created, XG data, XGI non-penalty. Since game week 29 to 36, he's improved in all those areas compared to game yeah. weeks 1 to 28. And then what's That's interesting amazing, is isn't it? you look at Leeds and you think, well, Harrison's got better because Leeds have got better. No, mm. <laughs> Leeds have actually declined in attacking terms for <laughs> shots, shot in the box, big chances, crosses, chances created. Leeds were actually stronger between game weeks one and 28 when Harrison was weaker. So he's actually <laughs> improved his own personal data at a time when Leeds' attack has actually dipped, which is, which is quite surprising, isn't it? And yeah, yeah. I don't know how we explain this. I mean, Rafina was playing for four of those games. He didn't play all that period, 29 to 36. So I don't know whether Harrison's role has changed or, you know, his instructions and Bielsa has changed, but he has become more of a factor. And there's every reason why he shouldn't be in the mix, really, for the last two. Do you think he's taken on more of a mantle because Rafina's been... He's been injured for a couple of games now, hasn't he? Sort he missed four, I think. Yeah. He missed four, yeah. And he got 32 minutes against Spurs. Yeah. Um, so they've needed they've needed someone to unlock teams, right, to be that that kind of guy. So maybe it's just a case of him just stepping up. But Rafinha out makes the team worse, but he's been tasked with really creating everything and making it happen. That's the only logic I can, I can come up with because it is bizarre. Yeah. Um, he's a great, he's a really he's a really good player though. I mean, I can, I can remember early in the season, um, I think I was on the FPL show and it was all about Rafina versus Harrison and and things. And I think Rafina Rafina's stats just edged him a little bit. And it also felt like when you watch Leeds play, he's the man to get. So the, mm. it's it's it was kind of difficult to to go against him unless you went for like a Bamford Rafina Harrison triple up but then you had Dallas there out of position I think I had Luke Eiling at the time but let's say about him the better uh, but yeah it's, it's, always, it's always tricky when you've got two midfielders like that and a striker um, it's a bit like the Son Bale Kane thing isn't it mm. because you kind of you might want Bale but are you going to go for Bale over Son and Kane are you going to go for Harrison over Rafina 
and Bamford and, and Dallas. It's kind of, yeah, he's always been that kind of... I'll tell you what though, I've got, I've got him in a draft game that I'm in, Harrison. Got him, mm. had him all season. And he must have done well for yeah. you, right? He has. He's been great. He really has. He really has been great. And, you know, I think there, there will definitely be people out there who have got him early. And yeah, he's the best value, best value player in the game. He, he gets the most points per million out of everyone. So can't argue with that. And he's had a great season. Would you, I mean, I mean, I haven't got Bamford and looking at Lee's fixtures they've got left, Southampton away, West Brom at home, very strong fixtures. Should I look to Harrison to replace Lotter, perhaps, at 5-5? Yeah. Well, and double up with, mm. so then you'd have a triple up on Leeds, mm. which well, is always a bit of a eggs in one basket, isn't it? But, it is, but they look really strong. I mean, at Burnley, they look, mm. you know, they look like they, they could have gone on scoring. Um, and I think that if you're going to pick a form team at the moment, they'd be right up there. So, I mean, the thing is, I was going to look at Calvert-Lewin to Bamford for the final game anyway. So I was going to go triple leads going into the final game at home to West Brom. But maybe I go Yotta to Harrison now, get him for Southampton. I mean, when we look at my team later, you can see the situation I'm in. It's not, it's not. You know, well, I, I, I don't think there are a huge amount of players, like 7 million or under, that, that you know, or 7.5 or whatever, that really kind of stand out. So I think I think I still think Greenwood is the is the standout. If you've got the funds to be able to do that, he's still the one that I'd go for, even if I didn't have him. And then I think it's probably Rafinha or or Harrison. Um, kind of bit of a bit of a coin flip, really. I think Harrison maybe even edges it at the moment because of Rafinha's injury and not looking completely sharp. I I I don't know. I'm I'm tempted to go for one of them um, mm. this week. If I've already got Rafinha, then you could you could just go for it. I mean, that could be the. Um, you know, the bit of the difference maker that you that you were talking about. Mm. You know, with Southampton and West Brom, it's it's two brilliant fixtures. Yeah, I mean, they put absolutely. four past Burnley. Yeah, and Southampton yeah. have got injury, injuries at the back. I'm and... not going to talk about it. No, I mean, we're going to look at more midfielders in a bit. We're looking at another midfielder who is going the other way, who has effectively dipped in the last three game weeks at least. But this is Jesse Lingard, who a player who has caused much controversy in the FBL community <laughs> because of him. He's uh, obviously overachieving in terms of his expected goal data. which I don't think any of us denies that. But we were saying that there were other factors that you could mm. tell, you know, you don't, if you don't look at data alone and you look at his performances, you could see the confidence that, was, that he was playing with and that's why a lot of people got on early. So he's declined and obviously those who are like, oh, well, there you go, he's reverting to norm now and, and there's, very, there's, there's certainly something in that, right? What I'm showing here is Game weeks 34 to 36, the last three, which coincidentally is when Antonio returned. And game weeks 32 to 34, the three before that. So three weeks without Antonio, because Antonio was injured, and then three weeks with him. And what's changed? I tried to look at what, what's changed. And I'm going to look at some stats in a minute. But these are these are heat maps. So if you're listening on the podcast, what I'm showing is two heat maps for passes received, just so you can see uh, Lingard's positions on the pitch. Um, and what immediately is interesting is, although he's played the same number of minutes in both these heat maps, look at look at how many more passes he's received mm. between thirty four and thirty six. So it's it's obvious that he's on the ball more often for West Ham since Antonio mm. got back. So he, he is a receiver of more passes, and he's a ball carrier more often now. Antonio is back in the team, so that's definitely changed because um, the heat should map be a good shows thing, right? Should be, but he's coming deeper as well. That's clear. You can see he's got more touches in the West Ham's own half. Um, he's actually got fewer touches in the penalty box 
since Antonio got back. And then the lower chart shows shots. And he's only had five shots in the last three weeks compared to 10 in the uh, three before when Antonio was out. So, and you can see from the position of those shots that he had four very good high XG positional shots, if you like, in between 32 and 34. Whereas since Antonio's return, he's had two shots in the box, only one of which was on target. He's had one shot on target since Mm. Antonio returned. Um, And if we look at stats behind this, this just underlines it. You can see in terms of touches in the final third, touches in the box, passes into final third, chances created. Um, he's increased a lot of that between 34 and 36, but not the stuff we're interested in, not the shots. Yeah. His shots have hard. Doing more for the, the team, but less yeah. for us as field managers. Absolutely. Yeah. He's creating more chances, but yeah. So he, he's at his expected goal involvement is actually higher in the last three game weeks than it was in the three before that. But his goal threat has gone down. His goal threat has effectively mm. halved. He's had five shots compared to ten, two shots in the box compared to four. So I can only look and think, well, without Antonio there, he took on more of a, the role that I've got to help this team get goals. And now Antonio's back. He's shifting to more. I need to drop into midfield, get on the ball more mm. and set more chances up. It's not what we want, is it? Well, no, especially not going into the next two games that they've got because the West Brom and Southampton, similar to Leeds, it's, you know, it's it's two amazing games. Um, and he's, he was a kind of no-brainer. And then I actually had him on my bench for, for a bit and then I had Jota playing and then obviously he's now injured. So now Lingard's back in my starting eleven. Mm. But I don't feel anywhere near as confident about him now as I did, <laughs> as I did a few weeks ago. Uh, yeah, and, the, and these stats are really interesting because that's what I'm seeing as well when I when I watch him, when I watch him play, he's, he's asking for the ball more. He's mm. still that guy who's looking for it and, and wants to make things happen, but he's definitely doing it from a more reserved area. And this is where FPL and football, the two things contradict because he still looks sharp. He still looks good. He still looks like he's doing all the right things, but just being that bit further back means that I think his, his FPL output's going to, going to decrease. So that's why I'm thinking maybe I do need to look towards Rafina and and um, Harrison and, and maybe bench him this week. But that feels risky given that it's West Brom. It does. I mean, I think we're more in this data shows that we're more likely to get assists out of him at the moment than we are goals. Mm. Um, and you know his xG has dropped because he's only had half the number of shots. You've got to you can't yeah. register an xG unless you have a shot. So it's like shots come first, right? If he was having the same number of shots, we could compare his xG data fairly, but you can't. So um, he's just not getting in shooting positions. Or is he on pens? Not, with Well, with Noble out, it'll either go to him or Antonio, I guess. I guess he would get him. I guess he would. He took, he took a pen when Antonio was on the pitch mm. before, didn't he? Yes, he did, I think. Yes. So that's that's, an, that's another reason. I missed it. I, I mean, I wouldn't... Yeah. <laughs> he scored the rebound, though, I yes, think, he did. didn't he? Yeah, he did. That's yeah. the first game he, I had um, him, so yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it could be Rice on... Rice. A few people said Rice yeah, might be on pens. Yeah, Rice could be on pens, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a strange one because I ad- advocating selling Lingard probably isn't what we're trying to do because you probably a lot of people have got Jota and he's got two good games and stuff. What we're trying to do here is just kind of temper expectations as to what what we think he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna deliver. Yeah, I mean it's funny because I prepared this data before Jota's injury was announced today, and I was going to look at midfielders in the light of well, a lot of people are going to get rid of Lingard. I think I saw Joe saying like Lingard's going to go, and he's he's looking at replacements. I saw him on Twitter talk about that. And that was before the Yotta. I don't know if Joe's got Joshua as well, but, you know, I think 
that injury has mm. meant that Lingard's probably got a stay of execution now, like you say. But it was just interesting to use the data anyway. And it, and it starts this conversation when we start looking at midfielders. So these are midfielders less than 8 million. Last six game weeks data um, using minutes per expected goal involvement on penalty. That's what it's sorted by. Um, and look, look at Jota. Look, I mean, he's right up there. It shows you what we're missing. He's ranked second over the last six game weeks. 107.9. Where's Lingard? Lingard's nowhere to be seen. Oh my goodness yeah. me. So I've highlighted players here that we, we've talked about already. Greenwood is third. 121.1 uh, minutes per XGI non-penalty. No doubt right. that he's right up there. Do you know and, what, Mark? I really Torres needed this. Is for, is fourth. Why, I why really you needed need this. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to bench him. You're going to bench, bench him this week. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to get one of Harrison and, or Rafina and play right. I was well, think I was thinking that I could save the transfer and, and do it, but mm. and you know and, and have two for the final week. But these stats are terrible. These are terrible. Yeah, but he, he's <laughs> and ex- I thought West Brom were good. I thought West Brom were good today as well. Yeah, but well, the thing is, his XGI data is always poor, right? And when we get to the captain conversation, you'll see just how poor it's been recently. So I, it's very difficult to judge Lingard on expected goal data, but. What we are seeing is his role has changed. Like we can see it and we can see it in the data. So that has me worried as well. The, the, the thing as well is, is you know, we, we talk about effective ownership and all that. You've got to think Lingard mm. is one of the highest yeah. owned players, 60, I think, in, in the top 10K. I think. Yeah. So, you know, I'm looking to push into the top 100K. You're looking mm. to push into the top 1K. We've got all this, you know, we do this data to try and get these kind of advantages. Yeah. I see enough here to make me think that benching him could be a could be a quite a, a smart move. Well, we'll come back to this table in a minute, but this is... This is minutes per point over the season, mid-price midfielders. And you can see why Lingard has got the ownership he's got. He's second only to Foden for minutes per point. 13 minutes per point. Foden, 12.3. Jota, 13.1. I mean, you know, I mean, we, we've knocked Jota. I just but see look the Lingard goal now. I can what, just see West it in Bond? my mind. Well, look at, yeah, I bench him and he scores. And everyone's like, oh, you bench him. Yeah, him. yeah. It could happen. Well, look at, <laughs> look at Torres, though. You spoke about not taking a chance of him. He's, he's fifth behind Gundogan. Good around 13.2 minutes per point, Torres 13.7. So again, you know, when, when he plays, we know he's he's right up there. Again, this is mid, midfielders less than 8 million, not players outside of that. Um, anyone else there that grabs you? I mean, I'm just looking down the list of Pereira. Oh, F- is it... Foden, Foden's so frustrating, though, yeah, isn't it? Like we, we can't 6.1, those minutes per point, just let me have him in my team. Mm. Set and forget. We'll look down uh, there. And it... Willock, 17.3 minutes yeah, per point. Will, yeah, Willock is, is interesting. I thought he was on pens until Joe Linton took took that one against C. Um, I mean, Joe Linton, could he be a player that... He's a forward, <laughs> isn't he? We're not going to get him. He but. is a forward. Yeah, oh, God. Um, yeah, I mean, I like... Uh, I, I do like Pereira. You know, I, I think, you know, I think Rice being back uh, is is obviously will strengthen West Ham. I think if Rice was out, I think Pereira could have been someone that, that I thought mm. about. He just keeps getting points. Another assist today. Uh, yeah, does does it really good? But yeah, to me, to me, it's between Willock, Rafina, uh, Greenwood, and Harrison. They're the ones that I that I like the look of, and I'll probably be going for one of Harrison or, or Rafina. Um, Sam Maximum down there, eighteen point one minutes per point. If we go back to the table here, he's on there, two hundred fifty four point eight mm. minutes per expected goal involvement non penalty in the last six game weeks. So he's up there. He's actually above Pereira for that. Um, and you've got. Yeah, Orgazi and Harrison we've already mentioned. Willock is Willock is quite I kind of I wonder whether I would go Willock over Sam Maximan. I think I might do. I would. Yeah. I would. So Maximan is is a great player. Like mm. an absolutely great player. But 
I've, I've said it all season. I have my doubts about him as a real FPL option. Like he, he makes the team better. He does loads of great stuff. But I just, I can't see him ever hitting really big scores. And Willock is kind of, I don't know, he's it's kind of the opposite of that. I, 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 I think his positional play is really intelligent. And the, I, I watch him and I think this is a player who could, you know, be a feature if he, the only thing is like with start, is he, is he definitely going to start? I think he is will. He, is he completely nailed on? I think I, I think he will. I think he's done out. enough to. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, think he's, he's done enough to. He's a good finisher. Yeah. Like you say, he's an intelligent player. He's running off the ball. Looks good. You know, he's an Arsenal Academy player. So he, he's, he's well thought of there, of course. Um, yeah, I loved I, you for mentioning Willock last week. Yeah, well, now he's very much <laughs> he's very much in the in the conversation given the the injury to to Yotta. I mean, El Ghazi would be if it wasn't for the fixtures. For me, it's Harrison Willock. Yeah, it's probably Harrison or Willock really, or unless I go for the Torres option. It is tempting because I do think he plays both games, and it's whether or not we back City against Brighton away and Everton at home, which are as we saw last week in terms of conceding double figures two of the hardest games that you could face so very very tricky indeed mm. that but let's mm. let's look at uh, the fixtures for this week and see what our predictions are before we get on to captains I don't, I don't want to alarm Mark mm. I don't know if you've seen Pot Noodles post just now oh god are you caught uh, me up I got 75% right last week and had the only correct uh, result you got and one this I'm week on f- didn't I'm on 48% and you're on 48.6. So what's the overall points, though? Oh, oh, we're still 20-odd again. No, hey. we, we, don't, we, don't care, we don't care about that. Oh, okay. we, we, all we care is correct outcome percentage. That's what, that's what we're going for. So it's very that's close the, on correct outcome it's very percentage. Close. Yeah. Very close. 48 well, to 48.6. Interestingly, I've had a good, I've had a good you couple have, of weeks. You, have, you really have, and I've had a bad couple of weeks. So you, you really have taken it. As I said, it's slipping through my fingers. I don't know what kind of a game Magnus has had. We haven't looked at the great in the good league. We'll look at that on Friday. But mm. he was catching me in that and you're catching me in this. Uh, so what I've done is just block you by going exactly the same scores as you. As you can see, the, the United-Fulham <laughs> oh game, we both went 2-0 and the Southampton-Leeds game, we both come 3-1. And we didn't. Wow. I, I didn't see your scores. No. Um, so that's fair enough. I mean, we're both back in a big Leeds win at Southampton. Therefore, yep. you know, the, the going Harrison's not perhaps not a bad option at all. I feel I feel very sorry for all the, all the Bamford new owners because I was I was so 50-50 I don't know if you, you saw were the very poll. close yeah it was exactly 50-50 wasn't it <laughs> six and a half thousand votes 50-50 like literally 50% 50% crazy um, yeah it was literally just a coin flip and in the end I just thought I want Antonio in for that that West Brom game I thought Burnley Brian's probably going to be quite similar I thought they, I thought they'd probably both get something to be honest but yeah it was it was the next game I thought yeah I really want I really well, want to get in the thing and, is with Bamford now is obviously We've got the situation with Rodrigo yeah. being there. And, you know, it means that I think Bamford starts, but come the hour mark, if he hasn't impressed, he could be this off. This keeps happening, right? Yeah. And it's happened, it's happened already quite, quite a few times. I, I, think, I think he could even be benched this week. Mm, I don't know about that. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe. We'll see. Um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, yeah, I, it was a blow for anyone who did get on Bamford. He, only, he got the one pointer, and then you know, there's some doubt about his minutes going into the final two. But I think we're going, we're going to Leeds win there. Um, Brighton, Man City. We've both gone away win. I've gone the two 0 You've gone the one. That's it. I think that's yeah. I thought, I thought, I thought about this for a while. I thought we we maybe could get a point in this, but in the end, I think, I think given that City put out such a weak team against Newcastle I think they probably will put out a stronger team 
against us and they'll they'll just have a little bit too much for us. But again, I don't think it's going to be a big score. Uh, Chelsea Leicester, we've both gone one nil. That's the yeah. game you were talking about earlier. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, I thought. Do you know, I really, really did think long and hard about this, and I really wanted, I really wanted to back Leicester to win it, but I just think there's, they've got to win this game. I mean, they have, they have, they've got to win it. If they drop points, I think Liverpool get get top four. Such a crucial game for them, and I think Leicester are going to be so elated and, and stuff about after the FA Cup final. I mean, it could it could massively go in their favour, but they rode their luck at times in, in that final. Mm. I mean, Schmeichel mm. made a couple of brilliant saves yeah, and it was it was a wonder goal. I can't think of any other chances Leicester has in that game. And I think Chelsea will, they, they, I think they've got experienced players that are used to winning and they'll just get, they'll just have enough. Well, it'll so start. Again, I think it'll be close. I think he'll start Havertz. I think he'll, he'll, they'll come up against a different Chelsea. Than, than they did. I mean, again, Werner brings pace, but I don't know. He just doesn't do enough for me. He doesn't do. And I mean, Havertz, when he came on, everything seemed to be, they seemed to be a lot more dangerous. And then Giroud came on as well. So I think they will start with a a more imposing figure up front rather than Werner leading the line, um, mm. if you can call it that when he plays. But so I think, I think, well, no, he doesn't play like a centre forward, does he? He doesn't, he doesn't, you don't, you don't, they don't play off him like they can Giroud or Havertz. And well, I he think, doesn't play like anything. I don't know what what he what he's done well, this season. It's you know, he's got really his merit. Strange. He's got his merit. He's, he's done well. He's done okay. His numbers are okay, but his goals haven't been what we expected. But elsewhere, he's contributed. But I just he's think Chelsea. Yeah, I just think Chelsea will have a if they start with Giroud or Havertz, it'll be a different way of playing, mm. right? So that I don't think Leicester can go into that game knowing what to expect necessarily. It'll be a different. Is, is Evans out as well? Because he he went off. To oh, he could the, well be. He could well be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, mean, I I think Chelsea nicking. Uh, Everton Wolves, you've gone the one all, I've gone one nil. I don't see many goals there because Everton just can't score and Wolves. I'm glad I put that draw in after, especially after today because mm. I was just going to back at Everton win, but then I thought they're yeah. at home and then just again, yeah, I think I think Wolves or Wolves will get something. We've gone for the Newcastle winning. You've gone for the two nil. I've gone for the one nil against Sheffield United. Fair enough. Spurs Villa, difference of opinion here. You're going for a draw. Don't, you don't see Spurs winning that. Yeah, I mean they played they played well, didn't they against uh, today? Um, <laughs> but you know, Co- uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I still, I still don't really like them <laughs> that much. And I think I said it last week. I think Grealish is going to play. Mm. I think he will start this next game. Yeah, and he's gonna he's gonna make a big difference. Uh, and. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not entirely confident about this one. It's, it's mostly just because I don't think Spurs are as good as people are making out that they are again. And I think Villa could could get okay. something. But uh, you've got a, an away win for Arsenal at Palace. I've gone the one all. Probably not too much to chat about there. Um, this is interesting. Not, not Burnley nil, Liverpool four. Going yeah, for. Burnley were terrible against Leeds. Absolutely terrible. And I, I backed this result before before the the um, the, the win today for Liverpool. I'm even more kind of confident now that it's going to be a big win. I just I just can't see Burnley keeping them out if, if Liverpool turn up and, and play. I mean, Liverpool weren't weren't great today. I think West Brom no. did a good job on them. Yeah. But Burnley was so bad against Leeds. And I don't know if Pope's fit. If Pope's fit, then then maybe you could I think he's maybe out. half that scoreline. Mm. If he's out again, Peacock Farrell doesn't look that assured in goal. It's going to be they're going to have lots of chances, I think. 
Yeah, it's interesting because I, with the Yota injury, it kills any chance of rotation for Salah, Mane, and Firmino. Because mm. I, I was like yeah. thinking, well, one of them is going to miss one of these next three games. I mean, I was even worried that Salah might get rested today. It sounds absurd. Yeah, a lot now, of people but, were. You know, yeah, yeah. but now Yota is out. There's no. And it's interesting. I was looking back, and Klopp always does like to rest players at Burnley because he obviously got this feeling that there's a, a risk of injury because Burnley don't hold back. Mm. Should we say? I think Klopp's. Well, they're a par- they're a passing team now. Yeah, they are now. But they're I think the... Klopp's, <laughs> Klopp's opinion of Deitch's team is a bit like, well, I'm not going to, you know, not going to mm. risk any players if I don't have to. So, I mean, Firmino's been rested in two of the last three times they've gone to Turf Moor, but I don't think he can be now. So they're going to play. Well, they've normally had something to play for, though, yes. right? Like a yeah. Champions League or a yeah. cup or something like. He's he's only, he's only two games left. You might as well play. Yeah, with but, he, team. yeah but if Yotta was fit, I think. I don't think he'd have played four attackers. I think no, he would have rotated, right? Mm. So yeah, that's yeah. gone now. Yeah. So he's, I, yeah, I've gone 2-1. I think that Burnley score because I just think in the air, I still think Liverpool is suspect. I know Phillips mm. has done well, but I think that set pieces as well, Burnley will get something. Wood was very quiet though, wasn't he? He was. Kept he was. Yeah. They were really, they were really poor. I kind of, I got, I got, I got confused recently with how good they've been playing and how many goals they've scored. And then kind of reminded me against Leeds. But well, Leeds just took like control. <laughs> I think I think Burnley played mm. well in patches in the first twenty minutes. And then Leeds just got hold of the game and never gave it up. And yeah, it was just tactically they had too much for them, and I you know, had more more energy and more verve, and just got to yep. the ball first. And, and mm. again, in in spells, I thought Leeds were really impressive. Like, they I were mean, really good. Where really they can good. go next season is going to be really interesting. If they strengthen as well as they have this season, with you know, I think Lorente, Rodrigo. A decent signings. If he does well again with the signings, they could really be pushing. I wouldn't be surprised they're pushing. They'll probably six. come back in for Ben White again. Yeah, they'll have another go probably. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Leeds very good. Uh, West Ham. We've both gone West Ham victory at, at West Brom. I have my doubts a little bit about that, having watched them today. But mm. I, I think West Brom raised their game for the Liverpool game. I don't know whether they'll take that form and into still the lost. West Ham game. Yeah, and still lost. Yeah. So, <laughs> so probably yeah, a right. bit, probably a bit down after that. Captaincy. Um, it's a tricky one this week. There's quite a lot to talk about because there's Fernandes at home to Fulham, there's Salah at Burnley, and there's Kane at home to Villa, all viable primary options. And then in the second column here, I've got differential candidates, of which Greenwood against Fulham is probably the best. Antonio at West Brom is an option and something I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go Son, Villa, Athena against Southampton, Torres against Brighton if you're brave, Bamford, Southampton, which you're very brave, and Lingard versus West Brom if you're foolishly brave. Right, so <laughs> that's probably the right order of the differentials. Yeah, that sounds there. good. Yeah, um, you should like then, traffic light these. Yeah, I green, could do. Green, amber, and, and red. Um, <laughs> then game week thirty-eight, as we've said before, Salah at home to Palace. I don't really want to be taking a risk on the captaincy against that. I just think that is a too solid a pick in the final game. So if I'm going to do it, if I'm going to push the captaincy, it's going to be this week when I think effective ownership will be split a bit between Fernandez, Salah. You got to do it, Kane. Mark. You've been talking about yeah, it for but weeks. when you talked me into this before, it's blown up in my face every time. You... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, let's look at the data. I'll well, be so disappointed if you go for if you go for Salah or Kane this week mm, after all your talk. Okay. Well, over the season, Antonio is the top candidate on the name. So we're looking at the candidates listed here for people listening on the podcast: Antonio, Kane, Salah, Bale, Bamford. Fernandez, Rafina, Torres, Son, Greenwood and Lingard. They're the players that I've chosen to look at over game week 37. And in terms of minutes per XGI non-penalty, Antonio is top from Kane. 122.8 compared to 142.8. 
then Salah 147.9. And look look where Lingard is over the season, 286.6, right, right mm. at the bottom. Mm. So as I said, expected data is not the, not the uh, data to look at. Minutes per point, 13 minutes per point over the season. That's much more in Lingard's favour and would suggest that we would be foolish getting rid of him and not starting him. Yeah. If you look at the last four game week data, Salah's well out on top, really. Uh, minutes per point, 9.2. Minutes per XGI non-penalty, 105.3 ahead of Kane on 108.0. So Salah overwhelmingly looks the favoured option if you're going off recent data. Mm. And look where Lingard is there. Last four game weeks, XGI non-penalty, 444.4 minutes. Disastrous. Oh, Jesse. Yeah. Minutes per point, 51.4 right at the bottom. Mm. Yeah, I mean, El Nico in the chat mentions Cavani. Yeah, who's not in not there. On here. Yeah. I, th- I think he'll start Do and you? it is with the fans, isn't it? You know, the fans mm. there and the, there's all this talk about them wanting to kind of welcome him and yeah, you know, very true. the big signing of, of this season and he's had such a good year for them as well. So I think if you've, if you, if you do fancy a punt this week, I actually think he's a really good pick. He is if you, I mean, the thing is he will come on, won't he? So if he doesn't start. Oh yeah, it's a risk. It's, a it's real definitely risk. a risk, but you need, you know, if you're not where you want to be, you're going to need to take some risks. So I think he's he's probably quite a good one to take if you're, ch- you know, if you're chasing forty points, fifty points in a mini league or or something like that. Mm. Um, why not? Well, let's look at the defenses then. These are the defenses up against those players, and over the season, West Brom's defense is the weakest um, on show here. Um, when you look at minutes per xG conceded over the season, fifty-one point three, by far the worst compared to Burnley, Fulham in second and third. But then look at the last four matches. Look whose defence is actually the weakest. It's Fulham. It's got to be Fernandez if you've got him. Yeah. I think. If if I had him, I wouldn't even be questioning it, I don't think. It would it would just it would just be him. I mean him, I mean I have, I know I have back Salah to, to Liverpool to, to get a big win against Burnley, but I just I just can't see any way in which Fernandez doesn't get something in this game. It hurts Sorry. me, but yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> And, um, yeah. you know, I can't go there unless I'm going to take a hit, which I'm not going to do to get this stage in the season to get Fernandez in. It's not worth, you know, his, his ownership is going to be... I've got to hope for the best that he goes easy on me. But yeah, I worry about it because Fulham's defensive data over the last four, very weak indeed. Minutes per XG conceded 46.6. West Brom on 50.6, a second there. Um, but as we said, minutes per big chance conceded 27.7 of the last four yeah. matches. Really poor. That's so bad. Mm. <laughs> so bad I mean, are you thinking good, about Greenwood then well I can't afford him Jota to Greenwood I can't no. afford I'm not too sure ironically because I did the Antonio made some. if only he'd made some earlier price I should have made some earlier, earlier transfers, transfers. <laughs> 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 who said team value doesn't matter there I am I going, know there you Come go on. see and, and <laughs> people say oh there's always another player but well, there isn't who else can I get I can't get anyone else from United <laughs> he's the cheapest so there isn't another player don't say that um, yeah <laughs> Comes back to hurt me, doesn't it? Ironically, uh, so, yeah. I, so I, let's look at our team. But yeah, you're absolutely right. The captaincy data looks to me like it's Salah to play safe, and there's every work. I think there's every chance that Liverpool score a couple of goals at Burnley. Maybe not four, like you say, but it's only a couple. But United at home to Fulham looks strong. If you can be sure of a strong eleven, and I think we're pretty sure of an end of start. Yeah, I think then so. It looks trouble for people who don't own Bruno. Yeah, it really mm. does. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't like the look of it. Um, let's look at your team first and what you're doing. You've got the captaincy on Salah at the moment, and you've got Lingard mm. on the bench. 
Yeah, well, this was before, I said this year before the, the Jota News hit. So I've got Mendy in goal, Trent, Dallas, Lindelof. <laughs> How, he's one he'll of those play, players he'll in he'll your play, team. Won't he? Yeah, he's one of those players in your team, though. And you think, how the hell did I end up with you mm. <laughs> in there? Um, but at least he's got Fulham, Fulham at home. Um, Salah captain, Son, Greenwood, uh, Jota, uh, Kane, Calvert-Lewin, Antonio, and then Forster, Lingard, holding Cody on the bench. So I think what I'm probably going to do is is Jota to um, Harrison. Right. I liked, I liked what you've said today. You know, sometimes I listen to you. I think the stats you presented have been really good. The fact he's really taken on the mantle, um, it, you know, the last few weeks. The fact there is a bit of a bit of doubt about Rafina and how rusty he is, or you know, he's been out for a while. So, um, I think before that, before this, I would I was always set on Rafina, but I think you've done enough to convince me to really? take a bit of a punt on Harrison. Right. Mm. And I like, I genuinely really like him. I think he's a really really good player. He's done well for me in the draft. Let's let's give him a let's give him a chance. And then and then you'll, so I think that's probably what I'm gonna do. You'll start Harrison over Lingard, will you? Yeah. Yeah, because because again, I, w- I was I was just going to play Lingard, but I think again you've you've presented stats, which makes me think that this is a this is the time to take a calculated gamble against a highly owned player. Yeah, I mean his ownership, he, that, that's where it's interesting. I mean I'm I'm in the same situation. I've got Lingard in the team at the moment. I'm going in with Mendy, Dina, Trent, Luke Shaw, who I'm happy with actually in that game against Fulham. Seventy five percent, sorry, ownership in the on, in the top ten. On game. Lingard, yeah. Lingard. Um, Salah, Lingard, Son, Rafina already there. Calvert Lewin, Kane, and Antonio. Um, and the captain, Dallas. the captaincy is on Antonio and Antonio, and the vice will be on Salah. That's wrong. If that's what I go with, but benching Dallas, yeah. So I you could, can't bench Dallas. Well, this is it. I could just play Dallas over Lingard, right? It was interesting because I, I was I was reading something on Twitter, which was it was you know it was talking about Lundstrom last year, and saying, well, Dallas has got more points than Lundstrom had mm. last year. Why is he not talked about in the same kind of like cult hero status that Lundstrom... I mean, Lundstrom was 4 million. Dallas was 4.5. But really, I mean, Dallas has been exceptional, right? I mean, what, four double-digit re- returns? You know, a 17-pointer, a 15-pointer. You mm. know, he's, he's, he's been absolutely... You know, this is why we like to get out of position defenders because they can do stuff that, like what Dallas has done um, and I'm just impressed with him every week yeah he had two so, he had two shots at Burnley alright long range efforts but he's a lovely player to watch as well he's so tidy on the ball and works so hard and he pop, he's popping up now in attacking areas like he he's guaranteed to get you at least one shot on goal in a, in a match when you watch him so you've always got that hope that he'll come up with something and you're playing like look at Dallas and the reliability of him and you're playing Dean the least reliable player <laughs> yeah, but at home to Wolves, Ever. I've got to play Dean. Mm. I think. I mean, it, it, if Dallas comes in, he'll be for Jesse, right? I think you've got, you've got. I think you've got to play Dallas. Mm. Mm. Well, that's the only that's I I, that's the change, isn't it? It's, it's Jesse out based on that form, but or Calvert Lewin or Dean. Oh, really, they're so bad at home, Mark. They're so I know. bad. I know they've just lost the bottom of the league, and at times, Sheffield United played like Barcelona against them. It was embarrassing. You can't, you can't have Dean and not play him at home to Wolves, though, surely. You can't do that. I mean, so, so I don't need to... I mean, my plan was, before the Jota injury, was I wasn't making a change, and I'll take two into the mm. final day, and then... That was my, that was my plan as well. roll the dice on the yeah. final day. Now, I could still do that within reason, because what would be terrible would be if I sold Jota for, I don't know, Willock or Harrison, I played Harrison over Lingard, and then Lingard came in. 
Uh, but you because mm. I've lost my transfer and be points worse off. So at least if I played Dallas for Lingard, I wouldn't have lost my transfer. I think considering so, you've got Dallas, I don't. I don't think you need to make a transfer. No. I, I don't think because no. I don't think anyone you bring in would argue to be as good as Dallas anyway. No, I agree. I think that's right. I mean, I'd be. I mean, like you, I'm. I'm looking at Harrison because I like the idea of going in with three leads at home, final day, Ellen Road, West Brom fans there. Looks good, doesn't it? Right. I mean, yeah, I think what we've got to do when we look at on Friday when we look at the game at 38 fixtures is there's going to be someone who comes in maybe not a hat trick but there's always someone who comes in unexpected mm. we've got to try and find that and it could be in the Leeds game like it could be Rathina who finally gets his haul if he looks fit enough it'll be whichever one I don't get right right. <laughs> that's my prediction um. but yeah I think you're right I think I'll, I'll stick to my plan carry the two over in 38 what I do in 38 I don't know because my team doesn't look bad for the final day um, but having two on the final day means I can roll the dice and then push then. It's whether or not I go Antonio, captain or Salah is the big question. Antonio looks a risk now. It didn't Before I watched West Brom today, I thought, yep, yeah, fancy that. But now I'm like, hmm, don't know. I, I, I will be disappointed if you, if oh, you, don't, if you go for one of the I don't care if you're ones. disappointed. I'm not, I worry well, about how I'm going to be disappointed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I get it. I, I, I have, this was my plan to push in 37. You don't want to be one of those guys who's all talk and then it comes down to it and then all fart, no poo. You don't want to be an all fart, no poo. I can poo hear Luke now, yeah. I can hear Luke now. If I want to try for the 1K, I've got to do something, right? And, and Antonio's low ownership as well. I think his effective ownership in the top 10K is less than 2 or 3%. So it would it would come in for me if he did deliver. Yeah, it's, temp- it's very, very tempting. Uh, question for you from Ryan in the chat. He says, yep. if you did have the funds to do Jota to... Uh, Greenwood, would yeah. you do it? Yeah, I would do yeah. it. Yeah, and you'd bench Lingard yeah. and Dallas. Yeah, mm, yeah. Sure. Green, Greenwood's a different proposition, isn't he? I think I'm worried about that Fulham game. Having looked at Fulham's defensive data recently, um, I don't it's know. You've if, got Shaw. Yeah, I think Shaw's a good player to own because I, I I can't see Fulham scoring, and Shaw might contribute if United get three or four goals. I don't think United will go full pelt. I think why do they? They don't need to, do they? They. they they're going to be thinking about the Europa final, not getting injured and making sure they're playing in that game. But if they play a full-strength team, it'll be, it'll be a strong team, I think. I don't think everyone's going at it full pelt. They'll, they'll, be, they'll mm. have enough to beat Fulham, but I don't think they'll win 4 or 5 nil, right? Which, if this was a mid-season game, there's a chance that could be the result looking at the data that Fulham showed. Equally, though, I wouldn't be surprised if they did, given the stats you've presented tonight about their defence. Well... We'll see, won't we? <laughs> see. Yeah, it's very tricky indeed. Um, right, uh, just before we go, I wanted to mention um, FBL merch. Remember FBL merch? He made me a, he made me a mug, which I had in Do my... I remember? I've got one. Oh, yeah, you've got Ooh. yours. I've got mine as well. Um, so Ross from FBL merch sorted, sorted us out with those. And he's got some exciting times coming up. He's taken on Matt from the community. He's hired him to his team. So they're growing, uh, which is nice to see. And they're doing a, a launch of the new website on Wednesday and they're doing a live stream. I think Andy's going to be on it, but don't let that put you off. Still try and dip into that. No. It's everywhere, doesn't he? You know, to be fair, Andy needs the oxygen, doesn't he? Because he's only got 170-odd thousand subscribers. <laughs> um, not bitter. Um, but yes, so FBL Merch, they've got a website which is launching in midweek, uh, fblmerch.com. But for now, because the site's not ready, just follow him at FBL Merch. 
on Twitter and you'll get news of Wednesday's event. And uh, he's, he's got, a good guy. He does, he is a good he does guy, things yeah. just because he loves the game, right? Yeah. He just wants to, he's not, I don't think he's, he doesn't strike me as someone who's out to make loads of money. Not like you. No, exactly. Um. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and actually, FBL merch is going to be at Fest and he's, and he's bringing along his uh, array of merchandise on the day as well. So. And what's your cut? No, we're not taking any cut. We're just supporting the small business. I'll stop now. <laughs> oh dear, hilarious. Um, yeah, but yeah, Ross is a good guy, and, and Matt is as well. And there, and so support them on Wednesday if you can, and pop along and follow them, and uh, pop along to the new site on Wednesday. Um, that's that's them and FBL Connect we've talked about today. We're all for supporting Absolutely. people in the community. And no hashtag ad. They did not pay us for those plugs. No, no, they didn't. No, unlike Weekly Seven, of course, which obviously <laughs> hashtag ad. But, uh, that was just a one-off, wasn't it? It's nice to do. Right. So it's uh, over to you, Ads, for the uh, smash and like. Yeah. So we've had 1,300 people watching live, which is great. Uh, this is our penultimate show, Mark, of the season. Mm. One more one more left on Friday. Uh, and then a bit of a break. And then the apprentice will, if the Black Box Apprentice will start. And then we'll be back whenever the next season starts. So... Yeah, I've had, I had a few messages today being like, oh, you are got, you are coming back for next season. Oh, what, did they think forever? Yeah, oh, no, 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 forever. no, 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 no. we're, we're going to be bigger and stronger next season. There's, there's, there's going to be a very important poll coming this week, mm. uh, which is what we should change our yellow to. Yes, because we, are you doing we're that? We're going to go with a new colour. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, so. That, that goes on our graphic and goes on all our logos mm. and stuff like that as well. So every season we're going to have a new colour. So yep. are you putting the poll That'd up? very... I think we are. Yeah, I think we have to. Yeah, we'll yeah, let, yeah, we'll yeah, let the, the public yeah. decide. Yeah. Um, but for now, if you're watching, please like. There's 231 likes. Um, so yeah, please please hit the like button. Uh, please make sure you're subscribed to the channel as well. Our target next year is is to hit what 25,000 probably. What, by the, the end maybe of next season, 30,000. Well, yeah. Guess, well, uh, see, we'll set we're goals. We're at 15,000 now. Yeah, be good be, to get. Be good to double that. It'd be nice to be at round 20k at the start of next season. Let's see what we mm. can do in the pre-season. We'll be busy over the summer. I've got some plans. Yeah, so yeah. We'll, be, we'll be doing stuff. So if, if the shed doesn't blow down, then I'll be fine. <laughs> this is where I'll be. And I don't think there'll be a Q&A after this, but we will do no. a Q&A on Friday, right? Definitely on Friday. Yeah. I don't know what time we're going to start be a lot on of questions. Are we going to start early on Friday? I think we may do a seven o'clock on Friday or eight Yeah, let's, let's go early. Yeah. Early, early. We'll go Early's early. Good. We'll do a Q&A backstage um, and we'll be with you till late on Friday as a result of that. Yep. I'm sure we'll answer as many questions as we can and that'll be the last episode of the season. Then we'll we'll do something retrospective and then and then there'll be an yeah, apprentice. Yeah. We'll bring the apprentice to you, reveal who the candidates are and then when the game kicks off, we'll get into that fully. Um, be fun, Absolutely. won't it? Absolutely. You good? It will be. Looking forward to it already. Indeed. So it's uh, yeah, it's a good night for me. Good night, everyone. Podcast Network.